Never in my lifetime have I seen so much division in our country. What's worse is the division among us as believers and followers of Jesus. It only seems to be getting worse with the COVID situation and now our upcoming elections. Join me this week as I talk about Called to Unity. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. As followers of Jesus, the bar is set high for us to walk in unity. Unity is very important to God, and it should be for us as well. When I looked up the meaning of the word unity in the dictionary, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines unity as oneness. It is being united and whole, though comprised of two or more parts. As for the body of Christ, the Bible says we are one body with many parts. What the definition, as well as the Bible, doesn't say is that unity means we have to agree with one another politically, socially, or even theologically. Unity isn't agreement. It is understanding that we are part of something bigger than all of us as followers of Jesus. We are his children first and foremost. Who we are in Christ is what dictates unity. In John 17, 11, we see Jesus praying to the Father that we would be united. When we read a little further into verses 13 and 14, we see that we also don't belong to this world and that, in fact, we will be hated by the world because of who we are. This divide will only grow greater as the world walks further and further from the revealed truth in the Bible. In fact, God created us for unity in thought and purpose. When we examine Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, we have to remember that Corinth was famous for immorality and paganism. The Corinthian church was plagued with problems that were moral, ethical, doctrinal, practical, corporate, and private. Doesn't that sound familiar? Paul points out the biggest problem the Corinthian church had in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 2 and 3. Their biggest problem was that they were living like the people of the world. They were not growing to become the people God had created them to be. I can't help but wonder if that isn't our biggest problem as well. Are we so focused on what is going on in the world that we have lost our focus on Jesus? How are we to move past immaturity as a believer to be able to walk in the unity Jesus prayed for us to have? This week, I am going to cover five areas where we, as followers of Jesus, can determine to grow in order to walk in unity with one another. We're going to be praying for our children and diving deeper ourselves in the devotions this week. This will help us step up our spiritual parenting in this area and give our children an advantage as they grow and mature. If you aren't a subscriber to our emails, head over to RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org and sign up to join a growing global community of prayer warriors who are praying for their children every day. 
So let's talk about how we can work toward unity instead of division. I will be parked in Hebrews 12 this week. Hebrews 12, 12 starts out like this. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. There is a lot at stake when we choose not to walk in unity. The biggest is that others will not see Jesus. When followers of Jesus are divided, we look no different than the world. Earlier, I mentioned how the Corinthian church was so divided that the reason they were so divided was because they were living like people of the world. They were not walking in their true identity, which is as children of God. You and I need to begin growing up spiritually. It is time to stop thinking that milk is where we want to live and start craving the meat of the Bible. As we begin to dive deeper into the truths of the Bible and apply them to our lives through obedience, we will begin to mature. The mature follower of Jesus desires to walk in unity with their brothers and sisters in Christ because they understand all that is at stake. A mature follower of Jesus isn't ruffled when people don't agree with their viewpoint or that someone blatantly is walking contrary to the truth. The mature follower of Jesus is concerned about one thing. At the end of the day, they can stand before God with clean hands and a clear conscience. Moving on to the second part of that verse, we see that we are to mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. The bar is high for you and me as followers of Christ. We are the very example of what unity is supposed to look like. Our witness is a reflection on the church we attend and the ministries we serve. But more importantly, it is a reflection on the God we profess. Often, we must ask ourselves these two questions. Would someone want to get to know Jesus by the way I reflect him in my life? And would someone want to attend my church based solely on my conduct in this divisive atmosphere? These are hard questions, but ones that we must answer honestly if we're to look different than the world. Others must see Jesus in us and not as an agenda. Too often we have an agenda that we are pushing along rather than the love of Christ. As we grow in maturity in Christ, it will strengthen those around us to walk uprightly and grow in Jesus. When you and I choose not to grow up, we are actually standing in the way of those around us being able to grow too. A good question to ask is, are you making a choice every day to grow stronger in your walk with Jesus? Have you ever thought about the fact that peace takes work? Here's what the first part of Hebrews 12, 14 says, work at living at peace with everyone. Working at peace is not something that is on the radar in our country these days. Yet God tells us in this verse that we are to work at it. He also tells us in Romans 12, 18, do all you can to live at peace with everyone. You and I are called to be peacemakers. However, we are not to be peacekeepers. Peacekeepers will do anything to make sure there's peace. They don't want to ruffle feathers at all. This isn't peacemaking. It is people pleasing at its finest. Peacemakers are willing to allow things to get a little uneasy, but are always open for reconciliation with others. 
Being a peacemaker is work. It will require us to choose forgiveness when we've been wronged and take the low road when we are the perpetrators. Hear me when I say we are not called to be a doormat. There will be times when healthy boundaries need to be set in order to not be abused by someone unwilling to work at being a peacemaker. Here are a couple very practical ways we can work at walking in peace and unity. Do they really want to hear what I have to say? And have I earned the right to speak in their life? Having peace in times of division will take work on our part and a laser focus on who we are in Jesus. Do you offer your unsolicited opinion without earning the right to share it? We are called to be holy in the way we live. Hebrews 12, 14b says, And work at living a holy life, for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Simply put, a holy life is a different life. As we mature in Christ, our lives will look different from the lifestyles of the world. When we choose not to walk differently or even look differently than the world, not only will we not see the Lord, but those around us will not see him either. The only way we are going to be able to walk in unity as brothers and sisters in Christ is to make sure we are striving to live a holy life. Unity in a divisive culture is very different and it will stand out above the crowd. Maturity in Christ is what guarantees your life will be holy. A steady desire to grow up into maturity has got to be our determination every single day, lest we are still drinking mother's milk. Unfortunately, way too many of us are still drinking milk when we should be way past it by now. Only when we move past it will we begin to grow and become all that Christ has created us to be. And only then will we become holy people. I want to wrap up this week's episode talking about the door to peaceful unity, not only in your life, but in the lives of those around you. Hebrews 12, 15 says, look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Grace and forgiveness, the two go hand in hand. Extending grace to those who disagree with you can be so hard sometimes, especially if they disagree passionately. However, you and I are called to a higher standard as children of God. You are called to extend the same grace to others that God himself has extended to you. Presuming upon God's grace in our personal life is a dangerous place to walk, yet we do it all the time. We take for granted the grace extended to us on the cross. Worse yet, we fail to offer it to others. Both are characteristics that stand in the way of others being able to see God's grace. Both stand in the way of unity in the body of Christ. Choosing forgiveness out of obedience to Jesus is an act of grace we must learn to walk in. Unforgiveness turns to hatred, anger, and bitterness in no time flat. A root of bitterness will first become a stumbling block to you and worse yet, corrupt many others. 
Making sure that you and I are extending grace and forgiveness will go a long way in creating unity in the body of Christ. Remember, unity doesn't mean we have to agree with each other. My prayer is that we as followers of Jesus and the body of Christ will take big strides to do our part in keeping unity among us. I love my listeners and I am so grateful you are here with me today. Please subscribe on your favorite app and leave a review. I would love to hear what you have to say about the podcast. And this is the best way for others to hear as well. Let me pray for us this week. Heavenly Father, you are such a mighty and awesome God. Thank you, Lord, for raising the bar. Thank you, Lord, for bringing your word that teaches us how to walk in unity with one another. May we be followers of you that strive for unity among us, whether we agree or not. Lord, I thank you. I praise you in Jesus name. Amen.